ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم في العالمين انك حميد مجيد يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار وبيجين باي بريزين الله سبحانه وتعالى وبريزين من واسك هيز هيلب اند وي سيك هيز فورغيفنس اند وي سيك رافجين الله فروم ذا ايفل انسايد اس اند فروم ذا ايفل كونسيكونسز اوف اور باد اكشنز هويفر الله سبحانه وتعالى جايز نو وان كان مسكايد اند هويفر الله سبحانه وتعالى ليفز تو جو ستراي نو وان كان جايد اي تاستيفايد ذا ريزن يو جات تو بي but Allah and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam our messenger our master our leader the prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam brothers and sisters Abdullah ibn Umar ibn Khattab radiyallahu anhuma once was coming back from Makkah he was coming back from Makkah to Medina while he saw a shepherd a young man and he invited him to have a meal with him And this young man said to him, Wallahi, I'm fasting today. Abdullah ibn Umar was amazed. How could anybody fast in that hot day? And then he said to him, in that intense summer? He said, yes. Yes, I'm trying to attain what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised those. In the Quran, in Surah Al-Haqqa, when he says, Kulu wa shrabu. كُلُوا وَاشْرَبُوا هَنِيئًا بِمَا أَسْلَفْتُمْ فِي الْأَيَّامِ الْخَالِيَةِ Eat and drink with your full satisfaction for all the things that you have done before in this life. So I'm preparing myself. And then Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Umar wanted to test the faith of this man. And he said, sell me one of your goats. He said, I would love to, but I'm entrusted. They don't belong to me. He said, well, tell your master that it died or the wolf ate it. He said, I could. And I'm in desperate need for the money. And he will believe me because I'm, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me this ability to convince people. But what would I say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? فَأَيْنَ اللَّهِ what about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What would I say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he asked? This man, brothers and sisters, fully understood the gist of this religion. He was mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He understood that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching over him. And if you understand the meaning of the name Ar-Raqib, the ever watchful, 
he attained a very high level of this religion. Ismullahi Raqib, the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ar-Raqib or the ever watchful. Ar-Raqib comes from the root word Raqaba, which means to look, to watch, to observe, to detect, to be mindful of, to keep an eye on. And Ismullahi Raqib, the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ar-Raqib is the one who watches over all things, is the one from whose observation nothing is hidden. The name Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-Raqib was mentioned three times in the Qur'an. Number one was mentioned in Surah An-Nisa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ عَلَيْكُمْ رَقِيبًا That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching over you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also said in the tongue of Jesus, peace be upon him, Isa alayhi salam, فَلَمَّا تَوَفَّيْتَنِي كُنْتَ أَنْتَ الرَّقِيبَ عَلَيْهِمْ When you took me up, you were the watchful over them. And the third time was mentioned also in Surah Al-Ahzab, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ رَقِيبًا That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching over all things. And Imam al-Razi rahimahullah in his commentary on the verse of Surah Al-Ahzab, he mentioned a story. A story of a teacher who used to treat one of his students very well. And he used to favor him over the other students. And the other students, they got jealous and they start questioning the teacher. Why are you favoring him over us? So the teacher gave each one of them, and I'm sure most of you know the story. The teacher gave each one of them a bird to go and slaughter it somewhere where nobody can see him. So everybody laughed with his bird and came back with the bird slaughtered but one young man. And that's the favored one. He came back with his, with his bird alive. And the, uh, the teacher asked, why didn't you slaughter your bird? He said, he told us to go somewhere, somewhere that no one can see us. And everywhere I go, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala watches over me. Brothers and sisters, the name Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ar-Raqib, or understanding the meaning of the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ar-Raqib will enable us to engage with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on an everyday level. We know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching over us. We know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala witnessed our affairs and our deeds. We know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows everything. We know that He knows what's in the hearts of people. We know that He knows the khainat al-a'yun, the treachery of the eyes. We know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows our secrets. We know all these things, but when we understand the meaning, the meaning of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, al-raqib, we should understand the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Understanding the meaning of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, al-raqib, should give us this awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's rights upon us and our duties towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should help us also to understand the supervision of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and make us ashamed when we do something shameful, when we commit a sin. Knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching over you. There was a woman, she wanted to teach a man, she wanted to teach a man a hard lesson. They were traveling together. 
And the man wanted something from her. And he approached her. And she wanted to teach him the lesson. She says, come back later when everybody goes to sleep. He came back at night so happy and elated that he's gonna get what he wanted. She asked him, did everybody, did everybody go to sleep? He said, everybody is asleep. Nobody can see us. لا يرانا أحد إلا الكواكب فقالت المرأة وأين مكوكبها أين الله إذا خلوت الظهر يوما فلا تقل خلوت وقل علي رقيب He said everybody is asleep nobody can see us but the stars She said what about the one who created the stars Does he sleep إن الله لا ينام ولا ينبغي له أن ينام الله سبحانه وتعالى does not sleep and it does not befit his majesty that he sleeps brothers and sisters when does the worst of us come out when does the worst of us come out most of us in front of the community when we come to the masjid in public we behave perfectly but when we are alone behind closed doors, that's when we challenge Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's when we challenge Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's when we start to commit sins. And in this regard, Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah said, Worrying too much that someone will see you or watch you committing the sin. And it does not trouble your heart that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching over you is greater in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the sin itself. Again, he said, if you worry too much about so and so who's going to open the door and see what you're doing if you're in watching something unlawful or you're talking ill of someone with a friend or a family member or something, and you're afraid that people actually will know, will know the truth about you, will know that you know you're not that beautiful. You know, you behave in a certain way in public, but once the doors are closed, you behave differently. Then you don't know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then you have no relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whatsoever. You don't. Wallahi, wallahi you don't. And the person who commits sins in secrets, wallahi, will not have barakah in his life. The ones who goes out and act perfectly and behave really nice in front of the community, and behind closed doors, he, he challenges Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he commits all these sins. Wallahi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not put barakah in his life. And this is the person that it will be so hard for him to repent. It will be so hard for him to build a relationship between him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah said, If you worry too much that someone will see you, a human, will see you while you're committing the sin, and it does not, it does not trouble your heart that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching over you, that itself is greater than the sin in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abu Darda radiallahu anhu, one of the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, when a person commits a sin, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causes people to hate him. 
When a person commits a sin, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causes people to hate him while he doesn't know. Min While he doesn't know. When was the last time you asked yourself or you asked a friend or a family member, why so and so is hating me so much? What did they do to him? It's not what you did to him. You actually were so nice and been so nice to him. But the cause is your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The cause is that you violated, you violated the prohibitions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the person who is being loved by most of the community is the one, it's a good sign. This is the one who is being loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the hadith located in Sunan ibn Majah He said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that a group of people will come in the last day with many good deeds hasanat adada jibali tahamata bayda mountains of good deeds فَيَجْعَلَهَا اللَّهُ هَبَاءً مَنْثُورًا And it will mean absolutely nothing in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it as a scattered dust. Don't count them. And the Sahaba said, Who are these people, O Messenger of Allah? He said, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, إِخْوَانُكُمْ They were your brothers. وَكَانُوا They used to pray at night just like he used to pray. وَلَكِنَّهُمْ قَوْمٌ إِذَا خَلَوْا بِمَحَارِمِ اللَّهِ انْتَهَكُوهَا But when they are alone, when there is nobody around, that's when they violate the prohibitions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A man asked uh, Wahb ibn al-Ward, and he was uh, one of the great scholars, he said to him, Ibni, advise me, he says, do not make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the least of your concern. That's the advice. So we only and always violate the prohibitions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when there is nobody around. And we forget that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a raqib we we'll forget that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows our secrets. we we'll forget that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has two angels to record everything that we do. And that we will be exposed in the last day if He doesn't forgive us. Ibrahim ibn Adam, a man came once and he says, Ya Ibrahim, I am unable to control myself. So give me something to help me with it. He said, I will tell you five things. And if you act accordingly, and if you, if you practice those five things, you'll be able to repent. He said, number one, if you want to commit the sin, and when you commit the sin, go somewhere that does not belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you want to commit a sin, go somewhere that does not belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the man said, how could this be possible? Because everything belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator of the earth. See, he said, well, how dare you disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his land? The second, he said, if you want to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do not eat from the provision of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the man said, then I will not eat 
Because all the provisions comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he said, how come you disobey him and you eat from his provision? The third, go somewhere that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cannot see you. And the fourth was when the angel of death comes to you, tell him to give you some time to go and repent. He said, he will not listen to me. He said, if you cannot ward off death enough to repent, how come you disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How do you think you're going to be saved? And the fifth is when the guardians of hellfire come to take you to hellfire, just don't go with them. And the man he stood up and he ran away and he says, I repent to Allah, I repent to Allah. Brothers and sisters, I'm not here today to be down on you or make you think bad of yourselves. We're human. We're sinners. And I'm on the top of this list. And as a matter of fact, I thought twice about the topic. Because I want to be genuine and I don't want to say something that I don't practice. I don't want to say something that I cannot apply to myself. But since is a part of our lives. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew that we weren't going to be perfect. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew that we weren't going to be perfect. So take a break, lighten up. And if you do something wrong, stop it. Repent. Let go and move on. And ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help you. And promise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that she will do better next time. How can we achieve this muraqabah? Or the mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number one is to reflect. Reflect on the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, al-raqib, all the time. To be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the time. And know that mindfulness comes from your heart. And it will not come from your heart unless you have a good relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you attain this level, that you have attained the highest level of this religion, which is ihsan, and ta'bud Allah ka'annaka tara, to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as if you see Him. And imagine this for a second. Imagine that you can actually physically see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wherever you go. How would we behave? If you walk in the street in the streets and you physically can see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you are alone in your room, you physically can see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How would we behave? We'll be completely different. And this is Ihsan. He said, if you cannot see him, which is a fact, though worship him. And be aware that he sees you all the time. Number two is to make dhikr. And making dhikr is one of the one of the most valuable means to help you to attain mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there is a second type of muraqaba, which is a higher type, which is the muraqaba by your heart. That your heart is making the dhikr and the rest of your body is just watching. 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَذْكُرْ رَبَّكَ فِي نَفْسِكَ Make a mention of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with your heart. Close your eyes and let the heart says La ilaha illallah. Let the heart, not the tongue. Because we all can say Alhamdulillah and Subhanallah, La ilaha illallah. But what about the heart? And this is a higher level of muraqabah. The third way is to call in oneself to account. There was a scholar, he was asked once, Bima yanalul abidul jannah. How can a person attain Jannah? He said through five means. Number one is steadfastness. Number two is mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number three, struggle in your worship. And number four, expecting death. And number five is to call yourself to account all the time. Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah, he was asked about the most precious things in this life. He said three, there are three. And he said number one is generosity when you don't have a lot. Mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you are in private. And again, and again, and again, just reflect. And the fact that we challenge Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we are alone. We commit sins when we are alone. We violate the prohibitions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when there is nobody around. Generosity when you don't have a lot. Mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in private. And he said, speaking the truth in front of an oppressor. Alhamdulillahi wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa ala Allahumma shrah li sadri wa sadli amri wa hlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli One more thing, brothers and sisters, it will help us also to attain the muraqaba or the mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to always be mindful of the reward. Think about the reward of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَخْشَوْنَ رَبَّهُمْ بِالْغَيْبِ لَهُمْ مَغْفِرَةٌ وَأَجْرٌ كَبِيرٌ Those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who are mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for them great forgiveness and great reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is something that we need to teach our children. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the ever watchful. This is something that we need to practice as Muslims. Wallahi, if that self minority, if we have it integrated in ourselves, in our societies as Muslims, we'll be more productive. We'll be more productive. That there is no cameras around. There is no punching and punch up. There is Allah and He's watching over us and He's going to ask us about the little things that we do. 
أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا واسرافنا في أمرنا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على قوم الكافرين اللهم اجعل هذا الجمع جمعا مرحوما وتفرقنا من بعده تفرقا معصوما ولا تجعل فينا ولا حولنا ولا خلفنا شقيا ولا محروما والله we ask you to honor us as you honor the righteous people before us والله we ask you to protect us from anxiety and from grief and from inability and laziness and we ask you to have mercy in our brothers and sisters overseas and we ask you to protect the Muslims overseas and protect the Muslims here in America and to, we ask you to enhance our relationship to you and give us the steadfastness and strength in our faith Ameen, Ameen, Ameen Subhana Rabbika Rabbil Izzati Amma Sufun Salaamun Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa Aqil Salaam